Hello everyone and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labour and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Raymond Lowe, partner at Sean Delamore & Co. Along with bringing you updates and critical events happening around the world, we are also fortunate to have the chance to touch base with our local ELA lawyers that practice on the ground in these countries. Our local ELA lawyers are working daily to help their local clients navigate through these challenging times. On the program we span the globe, we have received updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. Today, we are going to be chatting with our member firm in Malaysia on COVID vaccinations at the workplace. Joining us today on the program is a very special guest, Mr. N. Sivabala. Siva is a partner at Schoendelamont Malaysia, who currently heads the firm's employment practice. He is rated as a Band 1 employment lawyer in Chambers and Partners for the past 10 consecutive years. Siva is also a former board member and regional head of the ELA and a recipient of last year's prestigious Sheldon Sandler Award for his extraordinary contributions to the ELA. Well, to me, on a personal basis, Siva is my longtime guru, mentor and friend. Hi, Siva. Welcome to the show. Hi, Raymond. Thank you for the very nice introduction. My pleasure, Siva, as always. Well, Siva, I want to first ask you, how long have you been an advocate and solicitor in Malaysia? And maybe perhaps describe the types of work that you normally do. Wow. Okay. I have been practicing in Malaysia as a lawyer since 1984. That's about 37 years already. And I've been involved in employment law since the very beginning. 37 years. What keeps you going after all these years? Well, the, the good thing is I've got a very good team in, in Shen Delamore, like you, Raymond, and my other partners, which makes it a pleasure to continue working. And because the law never remains the same, it keeps on changing. So there's always yeah. challenges every, every day. And that keeps yeah. me going. Well, indeed. Now, let's talk about COVID pandemic. We have seen how this pandemic has affected all countries, all continents. And unfortunately, we have seen a surge uh, recently in Asia-Pacific. Perhaps describe the current COVID situation in Malaysia? The situation in Malaysia is quite bad. As at yesterday, the number of daily infected cases has breached the 20,000 barrier mark. And the total infections to date in Malaysia is 1.2 million cases. With a population of slightly over 30 million, that is one of the highest infection rate in the world. Fortunately, the death, relatively speaking, has not been so high. To date, there have been at least about 10,000 deaths from COVID in Malaysia. But although the situation is quite bad here, the only silver lining here is that the government was able to successfully ramp up the vaccination in Malaysia mm. in the last mm. few months. What we've seen is that as at 3rd of August, the 46% of the population have received at least one dose of the vaccination and 23.3% have been fully vaccinated. So we currently have one of the highest rates of vaccination in the Asia-Pacific region. And that, I think, yes. will help to ameliorate the severe infection cases in yeah. Malaysia. Well, we can always be optimistic of better days ahead, Siva. Now, I want to move, move on next to COVID vaccination in Malaysia. Is it mandated by law, by the government in Malaysia, for the subjects to be vaccinated? Well, Raymond, as in 
the cases of many other countries, vaccination in Malaysia is not mandatory, although the government does strongly urge the people to be vaccinated. But what we've seen recently is that the government is looking into ways of initiating a program where employees in the retail sector especially should be vaccinated before the outlets allowed to resume operations. So you can see here, although the vaccination is not mandatory, but the government plans to impose an obligation on the employer to ensure that its employees are vaccinated before they can resume operations. Now, I suppose most employers in Malaysia would like to ask whether in the absence of any specific legislation or policy mandating vaccination at the workplace, can employers actually compel their employees to undergo COVID vaccination? The position in Malaysia is not very clear. It's still in a grey area. As I mentioned earlier, there is no law requiring mandatory vaccination in the workplace nor is there any specific employment law on vaccination of employers at the workplace. We also don't have any guidance from the Ministry of Health or the Human Resources Ministry dealing with this issue. Now, in the absence of these, any express law on the subject to require vaccination in the workplace, the right to do so would depend very much on what is provided in the contract or collective agreement in place in the workplace. As a general rule, unless it's expressly provided for in the contract of employment or the collective agreement, the employer cannot compel its employees to be vaccinated. But apart from that, there may be certain possible exceptions to this rule. And to find out what is the possible exception, we need to look at our Occupational Safety and Health Act. Under Section 15 of that Act, it places an obligation or duty on the employer to ensure as far as practicable the safety, health and welfare to work of its employees. There is also another obligation under Section 17 of the same Act, which imposes an obligation on the employer to conduct his undertaking in such a manner as far as practicable that he and other persons not being employees are not exposed to risk to their safety and health. So okay. you can see from these obligations under the OSHA that as part of the employer's duty to maintain safety and health, there may be a need to compel employees to be vaccinated in certain industries. It will depend very much on the nature of the yeah. industry. For okay. example, I think the most obvious examples would be in the healthcare industry where uh, people are exposed to possible infections and they also deal with people who are not well itself. So there the duty to ensure vaccination is very great. The oil and gas industry also, we can say that it could be implied that there is a duty to do so because they may be required to work in very confined premises and in very remote places with no easy access to medical assistance. I want to ask you next about possible exceptions that employers must bear in mind if they want to implement a mandatory vaccination policy. Are there any exceptions that they must bear in mind, Siva? Well, as I mentioned, under the OSHA, there's a duty to maintain the safe working environment itself. So if you want to implement the vaccination policy in the workplace, the important thing is to make it clear whether it's compulsory. The general position is it is not compulsory. A requirement to encourage employees to give their consent to be vaccinated. And you must also make sure that 
the employees must be kept fully advised of the possible repercussions or allergic reactions to vaccinations and that certain groups of employees may be at placed at high risk and may not require vaccination. So all this must be made clear in the policy. I see. My next question is this. For medical grounds, can an employee refuse to receive vaccination on medical grounds? Yes, definitely. That would be justifiable grounds to refuse vaccination. And in the face of such medical grounds, the employer cannot pressure or compel the employee to be vaccinated. I see. Now, some employers in Malaysia are considering using incentives and rewards to encourage vaccination as opposed to mandating vaccination itself. Is this something that you would advocate as an alternative? Definitely, this would be a very good option of trying to encourage more people to be vaccinated. As you can see, that generally vaccination is not mandatory. And the only way to ensure sufficient numbers of people are vaccinated is to make it favorable for them to be vaccinated. So if the employer could put an incentive program in place to encourage vaccination, that would be very good. But I just caution that you must make it sure that the employees should be advised of the possible allergic reactions. The employer should not blindly require all employees, irrespective of their health conditions, to be vaccinated. See what you're suggesting or cautioning that there could be legal risks and liabilities that employees should be aware as they implement and roll out their vaccination program? Yes, I think one of the first most obvious examples is that, bear in mind, if the employer compels or strongly encourages employees to be vaccinated, they take it upon themselves to ensure that the vaccination is safe itself. So if there are any medical complications which arise out of the vaccination, they run the risk of possible claims or personal injury being lodged against them. The other thing you need to also consider is the possibility that employees may refuse to be vaccinated and they could plead constructive dismissal. They could leave on the basis that they've been forced to be vaccinated against their will. So there is the risk of possible claims of constructive dismissal being brought in mm. court. Yes. Employers in Malaysia are also considering this policy that if you do not vaccinate, you'll be refused entry to the workplace. Is this legally permissible in Malaysia, Siva? That is not permissible in Malaysia unless there are sound reasons to prevent an employee from coming into the workplace. The employer can refuse an employee or person's entry into the workplace if that would place the safety and health of the people in the workplace at risk itself. So yeah. in that condition, you may prevent entry into the workplace. What about segregating employees by their vaccination status? You may have a group of employees, or majority of them, already fully vaccinated, but you may have a minority that decline vaccination for unreasonable reasons. Is this something that employers can do? Are there any discrimination issues? And if so, can it be justified? Well, in Malaysia, there is no anti-discrimination law. So generally speaking, if you want to segregate the non-vaccinated employees from the vaccinated employees, it is legally permissible. But the only thing you need to bear in mind is that if the segregation of the employees would result in the non-vaccinated employees 
being placed in a less favorable position. Like for example, they have less favorable working conditions or uncomfortable working conditions that may give grounds for the, that employee to say that he has been unfairly treated and leave on the grounds of constructive dismissal. Some countries have already uh, mooted the idea of a COVID vaccination passport. Now, has Malaysia implemented this? Is it in consideration stage? And if implemented, what are your thoughts on the impact of this COVID vaccination passport on employment and immigration? The Malaysia has not yet implemented this COVID vaccination passport, but obviously plans are foot for such a passport to be in place. Currently, the government ensures that if the employee or the person has been vaccinated, it's certified in a particular app on their mobile devices itself to certify that they have been vaccinated. And it's only a matter of time where this can be converted into a, a form of passport in inverted commerce. Now, I don't see any issue if you do want to have a COVID vaccination passport. I think it would not make a difference in terms of cross-border movement for work purposes. The only difference being that if the person's been vaccinated, the period of quarantine may be eliminated or greatly reduced, whereas those who have not been vaccinated would require to undergo a lot longer period of quarantine. So it's just a matter of the length of the time that the employee would have to be placed on quarantine. Well, Silva, this has been a very fascinating discussion. You know, it has been an honor to have you here. We know ELE, we have been having you know podcasts for many, many years, and it's, it's taken us some time to get you on board, but I'm glad that we, we have finally done it. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and insights, Siva. Thank you, Raymond, and thank you to the ELA for inviting me to do this podcast. If you would like to connect with Mr. N. Siva Bala, please click on his biography in the description of this podcast. Also visit the ELA website at ela.law where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or assess the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You have been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labour and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Raymond Lowe, and thanks for listening.